captivating landscapes, flawless tobaccos, elegant presentation. Introducing Pure Origin. At JR Cigar, our innovative team is on a journey for unrivaled flavors and enriching experiences. Along that path, we discovered new, distinctive, and groundbreaking tobaccos from the furthest reaches of the earth and are bringing them right to your home. The intentions are pure, the process is pure, the origin is pure. JR Pure Origin. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday night. We are hanging out in Dojo Studios. This is episode, Jordan? 150 billion! No, no. (laughs) This is episode... (laughs) Episode 383 of Smoke Night Live. We're sitting in studio with none other than Eric Bay, Black Starlines. Eric, welcome back to Dojo Studios, one of our favorite cats in the entire <laughs> industry. How's it going, my friend? Thank you. It's great to be on here with the best looking Eric in the industry. Well, yeah. That's you. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, you spell it with an A. Mm-hmm. I spell it with an E. So you can be the best looking Eric with an A, and I'll be the best looking Eric with an E. And we'll there go ahead go. and we'll give Eric Espinosa the best looking Eric with a CK. Right. Yeah. No, he has it's just a K. Yeah, it's just a K. Oh God, I ruined uh-huh. that. Yeah, I ruined that. <laughs> we also got uh we got uh uh Eric Calvino from Cigar Snob. He's he's a sexy fella. So many Eric's. So many Eric's in so the industry. Eric's. What happened? I don't even understand. Eric, uh what brings you oh hold on before we get there. Let's let's go to our studio audience real quick. Look at the beautiful studio audience we got over there. We got right. Scotty Brayband, Trinity Cigar Lounge, the greatest mobile cigar lounge. East and west of the Mississippi. We got Cliff sitting there. He's hanging out, having a good time. And you can't just barely off screen there. There's Matt over there. Matt. Matt there's Matt. There, there he is. is. Come on. We, we, didn't, we didn't frame that shot very well because we missed out on Matt. But Eric, um, thank you for taking the time uh, to, uh, to join us here in Dojo Studios mm-hmm. for this, uh, what should be a fun episode. It's Friday night on the Dojo. This is when everybody has... Has, we have a good time oh, yeah. all night long on the dojo. We're checking into dojo verse on our, you know, we're working on our black belts. We're working on our yellow belts. I don't know why you're, you're way up there. You're a black yeah, belt. Fifth degree. Fifth degree yeah. black belt. Yeah, I've been working. Holy are God, you man. really yeah. a fifth degree? Yeah, put some smoke in the air. Yeah. Dang, yeah, I'm bro. Up there. Cliff, where are you at? Four. You're a fourth degree black belt. Degree. Holy cow. We got some ninjas. We got some literal ninjas. Not literal. There's a few more levels to go. I know, mm-hmm. but that's that's some serious, serious stuff. We got a ton to talk about tonight, Eric, because mm-hmm. you've been a busy, busy person. Yeah. yeah. The last year. Yeah. yeah. I've been putting in work, brother. You've been, been putting, putting in, in, in a, work. The, 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 the Black Star line is literally the hottest up and coming brand. There was a time when... A couple few years ago, you decided to go to PCA. Right. And it to me, I see that moment as sort of like a watershed moment for your brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, A, the PCA is 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 the is the is it's our trade show. It's our industry trade right. show. I mean, yeah, you got TPE, which is, is a good trade show too, but really it's the PCA that is is sort of our, you know, it's our thing. It's the premium cigar industry, nothing else for the most part. Mm-hmm. And when you decided to go 
a couple years back, uh, three, four years ago, I don't, can't remember. Mm. I interviewed you at that show. I think it was two. Was it? Yeah. Was it just two? Yeah, it was just two. Just two. It sort of seemed to change the trajectory mm. of your company, and I don't know if you see it that same way. Mm. If you if you don't, feel free to correct me. But it, that is sort of. I, there was a time, Eric, uh, a guy told me he was like, um, on the dojo, he was like, why don't you? Why don't you? There's a, there's a lot of like. Uh, uh, there's there's six or seven you know African American um, cigar companies and mm. that that to me almost seemed a little a little bit offensive that he would say it that way, but he was sort of like why don't you ever you know yeah, get those black guys on yeah why don't you ever get those black guys on the show <laughs> and and I was like I was like I was like you know hey we've had Dean Parsons on the show Sean Williams like it's not it's not that we're ignoring them it's that they have to have. There has to be some sort of, you know, industry buzz. Yeah, a reason to be on. A there, reason, yeah. a reason to be on. And so when you came on to PCA, it seemed like from that moment on, Eric, the the trajectory of Black Star Line changed. And and yeah. now, like a couple years down the line, dude, you're one of the hottest brands in the industry, bro. I'm, I'm trying, bro. So you so you saying before that you thought I was selling out of my trunk? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, <get it. laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's freaking hilarious. Whatever it means. <laughs> Whatever that means, I love it. Like like when so, rap artists are starting, they, yeah. they sell their tapes out of the trunk until they make it big. But so. you know, no, no. In all honesty, though, um, I I don't I don't I don't feel like you guys you know like lean into that as like a thing. You're you're just a cigar a premium cigar company. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter whether you're yellow, black, blue, brown, green. Yeah. Like you guys are doing really cool yeah. stuff in the industry and that's what's exciting to the yeah. consumer I, I i sell to true smokers that's what i smell to i sell to and uh i don't care if you're fucking green <laughs> if you like good tobacco then you rock it with black star line cigars that's, that's it right you know? gold jacket green jacket <laughs> <laughs> finally jordan is getting the hang of the beat button it's amazing uh, thank you jordan for that very right. good uh, uh no but let's let's sort of like backtrack um just a little bit okay. um and when you got started in the industry, mm. um, did you have a roadmap at the time or has it just sort of evolved for you as you've kind of gone? It was just pure evolution. Like yeah. opportunities just falling in my lap and I had to run with it. And it started with El Titan de Bronze or El Titan de Bronze, as some people say. But Sandy and El Titan and Willie Herrera, they, they're the ones that gave birth to Black Star Line. So and then I met Sean Williams, and Sean mm -hmm. Williams uh, introduced me to Terrence Riley, the the official khaki king. <laughs> so you know, it, I was really fortunate for that because that greatest night of her life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anybody could wear khakis that well, but no. he does. It's, he just makes it look sexy. So well, you know, yeah, I, I mean, love it. Nobody wears a, nobody wears a pair of khakis like. No, he's he's the one. Speaking he, of that, you were talking before the show, mm. before we get into before we get into the nuts and bolts. Mm. Of Black Star Line, which I know everybody's tuned in to, to see, but you were talking about a, a meeting you had at Benny's in Chicago, and <laughs> you and Cliff show tell tell the folks the story because it's a freaking hilarious story. So we're carried by a liquor chain in the Midwest called Benny's. It's sort of like Total Wine or Specs, and they had a sales meeting for. They brought in all the different cigar companies, and we were invited to come. So I was forewarned that Terrence was going to be there. So what Cliff and I did was. <laughs> We both went out and bought a couple of pairs of khakis, <laughs> and we showed up dressed like Terrence Riley. We tucked our polos in, and uh, you know, we me, Cliff and I became Terrence Riley. It's, it's the Ag Agonorsa khaki crew. 
No. So, AKC for short. <laughs> so anybody, you get your khakis and your polo tuck them in and you're part of the Aganor's khaki crew. Now, when, when Terrence showed up, you were in the parking lot and you sort mm-hmm. of jumped out of your car and you had your tack. Oh, yeah. I held yeah. my, my arms up like, I'm Terrence Riley. <laughs> I'm him. I'm a, I'm a black Terrence Riley now. So. <laughs> the black Terrence Riley. Now that needs that's, to be a new group on yeah, the Dojoverse. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Black Terrence Riley. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. No, you had, a, you had a name for it. Oh, yeah. It's the Aganosa Khaki yeah, Crew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go. there you go. Yeah, that's be- much, much better than the Black Terrence Riley. <laughs> <laughs> that's way too specific of a group. <laughs> All right, so uh, so what brings you to Colorado? Uh, we had a couple of events here. We had an event uh, yesterday at Smoking Cave. Uh, it was a good event. It was just the, the weather kind of, uh, you know, down the uh, turnout because it was like tornado warnings and yeah, hail and right. rain. So it was a little crazy. But it was still a good turnout and everybody had a good time and the cigars were well received. And then tomorrow we have an event at Smolder uh, in Aurora, Colorado. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, it starts at two and it runs until and there we're running with the uh, Cigar Lords uh, Cigar Group here in mm-hmm. uh, Colorado. And uh, they said they're expecting roughly about 100 people to come to the event. So we will have a good time tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. that's um, Smolder. Am I aware of that shop, Scotty? Is that- <laughs> so that's one of the newest ones here in the Denver metro area. They opened up okay. about July last year was when they officially opened up, I believe. But yeah, that's a cool little lounge. Got this real like speakeasy vibe with like a sliding door on it, and they got their cigars in front, and then the lounge in back. It's a cool little spot. Did it that really take? Is. Did that take over for some Scotty? No, no, that's brand? a brand new one. Wow, that's a brand new one. Well, I'm so out of the loop on this, Jordan. You're getting Jeez. old, Eric. I am getting about old. About time to push you into the fire, as Quinn would say. Yeah, <laughs> throw me in the fire because yeah, blame Jordan. Yeah. You should know. But that's that's amazing. <laughs> and then you took uh you you sort of uh, earmarked this night to hang out with us. On oh yeah. On Smoke Night Live, so we appreciate oh, yeah. I, that. I, I can't come to town and not come see y'all. Yeah, so. we've we, we've had some some killer times here. Yeah, uh, it, I think it was last summer. You and Cliff and Terrence. Yeah, that was were a long here, night and a lot of whiskey. We we I don't know if there's no camera I can show you guys, but <laughs> over to my left there is a entire uh, shelf smorgasbord a smorgasbord <laughs> of bourbon that's now back. It's back to normal because we filled it back up since the last time Eric was here. Mm-hmm. Because that night we pretty much, we pretty much wiped out the entire yeah, dojo. A lot of damage done. That <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I missed that night. I had an event that night, so I had to come the next week. And I showed up, and I was like, "What happened?" happened? I'm like, "Was there an accident?" I'm like, "All the bourbon's gone." <laughs> now the Black Star Line guys came yeah. through. Yeah. And like, when well, I realized- let me tell you a story. A freaking yeah. Cliff. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know Terrence could drink that much, but yeah, he, he puts it back. You know what's yeah. crazy about Terrence is when he drinks, like mm. there's all kinds of different like drinkers, you know, mm. like you have like the one, you have the guy, you have the drinker guy that gets like all violent when he's drunk. Mm. And you have the guy that gets all lovey dove. You're my best friend. Terrence is exactly the same. Yeah. He just slurs his words. Yeah. That's the mm. only difference. Like right. literally he's the exact same guy. Just a little slurred uh, words in between, but uh, yeah. that was a great night. Yeah, yeah, yeah a great time. It's always a great time when I come here. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into um, let's get into what's going on with Black Star Line, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about one that we haven't even got to smoke yet, uh, but it is the the one I want to start off with is the Binnie's exclusive. Uh, yeah. That uh, Jordan actually uh, worked real hard on the band on that one. Did a great the, job. The, the Jean Baptiste. Jean Baptiste. Is that the way I yep. say it correctly? Mm-hmm. All right, Jean Baptiste. He's sort of known as 
uh, a mythical figure that, and he's not mythical. That mm -hmm. came out wrong. He's the guy that's thought of as sort of starting Chicago, basically. Yeah, he is the founder of Chicago. Yeah, he's the yeah. founder of mm -hmm. Chicago. Yep. And so you you made an exclusive line um, that's out of Agonorsa. Yes. And that's an exclusive to Benny's. How can folks get their hands on that one? Talk about that release a little bit. Well, uh, John Baptiste is a Corojo 2012 rapper with a Nicaraguan binder fella as rolled by Agonorsa Leaf. Um, the way you will get it is medium full stick. Uh, the way you'll get it, because Benny's doesn't ship tobacco. Um, so you Oh, honestly, they don't? No, they don't. Okay. You honestly will have to know somebody in Chicago, have them go buy it and ship it to you. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, when they come out, I'll definitely be shipping something to you all. So you oh, can see yeah. the band in person. <laughs> yeah, I can so. say so. <laughs> uh, but that's a cool uh project. I like I like the way because you're a Chicago guy mm -hmm. and you're sort of, you know, like uh you know, giving some some love and appreciation to some figures that maybe uh, folks in the rest of the country might not even be aware yeah. of. Because I certainly wasn't aware of this yeah. person until yeah. you know you contacted us about that. So that's yeah. a that's a cool way to you know give a little shout out to yeah. uh, to some history, mm -hmm. give guys a little history lesson. Yeah, there's there's museums in the, in Chicago named after uh, John. His, his full name is John Baptiste Point Dusable. So Dusable Museum is there. Um, if I remember right, and Cliff, correct me, uh, they renamed uh, Lakeshore Drive uh, Dusable. So yeah, it, there's 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 uh, Cliff statues. Says yes. of them. Yeah, there's statues of them in in downtown Chicago. So yeah, he's he's a Haitian he's a Haitian guy that founded Chicago, and a lot of people don't know that. And I wanted to make sure that we paid homage to him and let everybody know. You know, uh, you uh, come towards me a little come, bit. Okay, and uh, let there everybody know. Uh, Look at that you know, good looking dude. By. <laughs> now. You know, there's a, 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 a the Shy Town crew mm -hmm. is is a very uh, robust group on the dojo verse. Oh yeah. So we got we there's there's a lot of Chicago connection yeah. Yeah. with Dojo Black mm -hmm. Star Line yeah. and Chicago. Oh, they're 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 Black Star Line too. They're, yeah, they're part of the Black Star Line crew. They they support us wholeheartedly. The Shy Town crew is great. And uh, shout out to everybody from from the crew. So yeah, the mm -hmm. WB. Uh, uh, Michael, who does our member of the week, by the way, mm. just so you guys are, if you, if, if you're watching the show and you get a, a note from, uh, Michael Z, um, saying that you could theoretically be a dojo member of the week and fill out this form. That's a legit thing. That is not like, he's not trying to, um, steal your identity. Um, <laughs> it's, it is, it he's is not asking yeah, for a social security number. Yeah, no. Yeah. It is an official dojo thing. So fill out that form. You could be the dojo member of the week and you get a special mm. digital badge if you are selected. And that all comes through the uh, Chi Town crew. So we love those guys. They're always here at our at our party in um in August. But yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on that uh, release. Yeah, and, delicious. And try it out. Now that's leads us into our next topic because yeah, you started El Titan de Bronze with mm. Sandy and, mm. and those guys. But then you most everything else, for the most part, has come through Terrence and Agonor yeah. Salif. Uh, obviously, War Witch, which yeah. uh, I just smoked right before the show. Witch, witch. War Witch? <laughs> Did said, I say it wrong? He said War Witch, witch. Uh, War Witch, which <laughs> I smoked right before the show. We're going to have to add another W to that uh, <laughs> cigar brand. But now you've started uh, branching out, and that brings us to Mr. Fahrenheit. Yes. Um, Mr. Fahrenheit is something that you're going to be uh, displaying at PCA coming yes. up the next couple of weeks. Let's talk about that. Well, mm. The name is interesting. Yeah. How did you come up with the name for that one? Well, it has a dual meaning. So uh, Mr. Fahrenheit, I am a fan of Queen. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and Don't Stop Me Now. He, uh, Freddie Mercury sings about Mr. Fahrenheit in the song. So that's the first idea I had to use the name. But then, like I said, I'm a, I'm a uh, retired Chicago firefighter. So it also is going to represent firefighters. And actually a portion of the proceeds for Mr. Fahrenheit is going to ignite the spirit, which is a, a firefighter charity in Chicago. Mm. So it's a dual meaning to it. And then the, the beautiful bands that you you all did had a, has a firefighter mask on it on, on the band. So um, it's a great cigar. Uh, it's rolled out of Tabacalela La Isla. Uh, Ostos is, is the owner of the factory, and that's actually Terrence Riley's cousin. So I was trying to get away from Terrence, but I just can't <laughs> fucking do it. I, I, don't, I don't understand why I can't get away from him, but. Yeah, it's still in the family. <laughs> Greatest <laughs> night of our lives. Now, uh, that, by the way, if you're watching Dojo, that is the same factory that our uh, Afterburner Fratello uh, came out of that we just released uh, last week. Oh, yeah. uh, there's uh, still like uh, 20 or 30 boxes left if you want to get your hands on it. It's at Atlantic Cigar, so go check it out. Buy that. That'd be cool. But that's, uh, what was it like working with that factory? How did that go? What was the process like? <clears throat> what did you tell them that you wanted as far as, smoking experience what can guys expect out of that cigar well first thing Ostos did was he smoked some of my current stuff so he could see the type of stuff I blended already then um I just told him what exactly what I wanted so it's a Connecticut broadleaf uh Dominican binder and a Nicaraguan Dominican filler it's a medium full stick I originally released the uh that cigar at Underground Fest uh NFG um last year no, the, the past one in, in March. Okay. So, and it was uh, such a hit. I was like, I got to put this out nationwide because at the fest, uh, everybody said that was one of the top cigars there. So Ostos did a great job following exactly what I needed. He put everything I visioned for the cigar to be, he put it together for me. And then when I smoked it, oh, it was great. So it was a Robusto size initially, <laughs> five by 50. This one is a six by 46 with a shaggy foot. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be delicious. It, it, it was actually delivered to my house uh, today. So my wife went and picked it up. Well, it was delivered to the UPS store, so my wife picked it up. So it's at the house right now. So, um, yeah, so it, it'll it's be coming. a PCA. So mm-hmm. uh, Byron, um, got a question from the audience here. Byron Roland wants to know which job was harder, firefighter or cigar brand owner? Oh, good question, <laughs> Byron. Well, when I was a firefighter, I still used to sleep. So <laughs> as a cigar owner, I don't sleep. I don't sleep unless I get my magical weed drops and then that that, that knocks me down. So <laughs> otherwise, I'll be sending memes to people at three or four in the morning and I'll be thinking about blends and who I need to uh, sell to and uh, what my bank account is looking like. And, Oof. you know, why, why, uh, why is Smurfette the only Smurf on, on the show? You know, only female on the show. It's just silly shit. And, then I, and I won't sleep and I'll be up all night. How many years uh, did you spend as a firefighter? Seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven years. I got hurt. I tore my labrum in my hip really bad. I had to go through four doctors to find one that was confident enough to fix it. How, did you, it. how did you tear it? I was extricating the kid out of a car. Wow, and when really? I, when I popped the door open, I slipped, and one leg went one way, and one went another. And, and the next thing I knew, I, uh, we, I, was, I was in the ambulance, and I haven't been back in the firehouse since. Terrence says you're going to make a hundred by three thousand cigar, <laughs> and he's going to validate it for me. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to use the hey. cheapest tobacco I can find too. <laughs> I'm going to pull some shit out of Black and Miles for him. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, the next exciting announcement that I'm. If you've been following on CigarDojo.com, you're probably aware of, and that is the uh, cigar that I'm smoking right here. Look at this beautiful thing. Let me see if I can. Uh, it's, no, it's probably the wrong camera, Jordan. Oh, uh, anyways, 
This is the Rosewood. Uh, look at that bad boy. Rosewood 1923. Oh, yeah. Now, this one you peg James Brown <laughs> yep. and Black Label Trading Company. Oveja Negra. Yeah, Oveja Negra. Um, how did that relationship uh, originate? That's, that's an interesting conversation. So let's talk about it. So when I was looking for factories, when I was trying to get into the industry, I talked to Don Wiggins from uh, Underground. He's the owner of Underground. And I was asking him, you know, did he know any, anybody that would be willing to do a blend for me? And this is before I got with El Titan and Browns. So he was like, hey, shoot uh, James Brown from Oveja Negra. Uh, so this is before email. LT talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was before. Yeah. Right. So um, I sent him an email and he, uh, and uh, the actual date was April 5th of 2018. Cause I kept the email and he completely shut me down. He was like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, we're not doing that, buddy. You might as well go find somewhere else. So I said, no worries. That's fine. I appreciate you even responding to me. That's fine. So what I did was, is I got in with El Titan de Bronze and then Agonorsa. And then I, you know, I, I did my due diligence as far as pushing the cigars and working hard. I finally met him in person at the underground fest. So we talked a little bit and that was about it. And then um, it was like maybe six months after that, Black Label Trading Company started following me on Instagram. So I was like, oh, that's cool, because I was already following them. Wow, it's a social media connection. Yeah, so then two weeks after that, he shot me a message in the DM, and he was like, hey, man, I, uh, I started following you like two weeks ago. And he was like, I've been looking at your page. And he was like, the way you branded that page out, he was like, dude, for a new company, you're doing a fantastic job. So he was like, based on that, if you want to use my factory, you can. So it took a little bit for us to do it because he was expanding the factory at the time. So, you know, I, I'm patient about it. So yeah. I just kept de developing stuff through Agonorsa. So then um, it was last December. He shot me a message. He was like, hey, I'm ready for you, man. I was like, he was like, are you ready? I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, let's roll. So that's what gave birth to uh, Rosewood 1923. Now, he does not wear khakis. No, no, he's, <laughs> he, he wears some expensive shit, yeah. Gucci pants and Louis Vuitton shoes. And, yeah. But he's got a, he's got a great uh, operation right there as you pull into Esteli, mm -hmm. um, sort of one of the first that you see as you, as you kind of come around that bend there in yeah. Esteli that they do tours and obviously everybody's familiar with, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff they do, but that's, that's a real coup to be able to, to get in with these guys and do something yeah. fun like this. Now let's talk about this brand, Rosewood 1923. This also has some, a really, really meaning. cool, significant story yeah. behind it. And yeah. tell folks about that. So Rosewood 23 was a, was a race massacre in, in Rosewood, Florida. So it actually happened in 1923. And the crazy thing about it was when I was thinking about names, something kept telling me to look at Rosewood. So when I finally looked at it, it turned out the 100-year anniversary of it had just passed in January. Mm. So I was like, oh, that's a message from from the heavens to, mm. that I need to, you know, because a lot of people don't even know that even sure, happened. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're paying, paying homage to, the, to the, the people that lost their lives, homes. They destroyed the whole town, you know, so... Um, I thought that would be a great way to do it. And then the the dual meaning of that is my my frat brother who passed away, John Singleton, um, he did a movie on Rosewood uh, like in the early 90s. And for those that don't know John uh, John Singleton, he's the one that made Snowfall, the show Snowfall. So, um, and that's a, a, a super popular show. It just ended like uh, four or five months ago. So, mm. um, but yeah, he passed away. I forget what he died of, heart failure or something. And he was a younger guy, like, 55 or so mm, so yeah he was he wasn't old at all so that's my way of paying homage to him as well now the band on this uh the the ro the roses on you can't probably see the, the roses on it but even the the roses on this have sort of a significance uh as far as 
the victims and the story goes. And so everything about this cigar, um, sort of symbolic and, 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 and in tune to, you know, letting people know about this story. If they have, yeah. if they're not aware of it, maybe, maybe when they buy this, they go check it out. Yeah. And it, that's a cool, another cool, like a hearkening back to something that oh, yeah. like, uh, maybe the general Americans aren't, you know, yeah, yeah. totally in tune to. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, I want people to know about it. So nothing like that happens again. Right. You know, Absolutely. And by the way, uh, let's talk about the cigar itself. Uh, mm-hmm. The blend, what's it What's it all about? It's delicious, by the way. I'm smoking it right oh, now. Man. It's fantastic. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a San Andreas wrapper with an Ecuadorian binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan filler. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's delicious. I was really proud of how it came out. Uh, James did a good good job finishing it up for me. And uh, we, we, work, we work good together. We're, we're good friends. We talk all the time. We talk about all kinds of stuff, you know, different companies, different cigars, wine, whiskey. You know, we talk about everything. So... Um, Angela, uh, his wife designed the box for me. So uh, me and her have been going back and forth designing the box. She did a great job with that too. So over here, Negra does no wrong with me. No. And, um, when you went to James and you said, Hey, this is the, this is the project that we want to do. And this is what it's going to be called. Mm. Um, what, what made you decide to go with the blend that you went with? Like, um, was there a, like, a part of your portfolio that you wanted to kind of fill out or, or was it just, Hey man, this is freaking good cigar. I want to, I want to, I want this one to be the one. How did you come up with the, mm. the, the final product? Yeah. I kind of wanted to fill out, fill out what our, my portfolio and add something different in there. Uh, cause I haven't used Ecuadorian tobacco before. So I wanted to use that and, you know, and then I have a Lollibella is a San Andreas rapper, so that's not new, but the Ecuadorian tobacco is. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's just something different. And I, I knew, I knew James, uh, they roll the cigars and, and they do, they do different from other, other factories. So, you know, so it's just interesting to, to work with different factories outside of Aganorsa. Was it a, was it a tricky, uh, blending session or did he kind of hit it right off the bat? No, nah, it, it was pretty much, well, it was, it was two different samples. One, the, the, the other one that, that was put together was a Habano and, uh, that one, I, I wasn't quite sure about So I was like, are we going to table that one? Maybe I'll use it, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, but the San Andreas was, it was popping from Jump Street and the, the samples that I had smoked, he brought them to me at TPE, this past TPE. And, um, you know, it was still young cause it had only been rolled a, a week, but I could tell where the blend was going to and all that. And then I, I had some samples of smoke over the time to, to continue to be, uh, very sure that that's a blend that I want to put out. Cause I don't put out stuff uh, that's bad. Uh, if I don't like it, I will not put it out. I, I refuse to. So I'd rather just go continue with my core line than to continue and put out something bad. So now you're going to have this uh, cigar at PCA. Yep. It'll be there. Um, what are we talking here? What's sort of the price range? And it's like uh, MSRP. It'd be like 1350 somewhere mm-hmm. in there. So these come in what boxes of 20. Yeah. 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 Boxes, uh, 20. The boxes box and bundles beautiful. of 20. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Angela did a great job with it. Yeah, is there, is there multiple sizes on it? No, just this one size for right now. Size. Yeah. So this so, is what, this is like a Toro. Too. What is it like? It's six by fifty. It's a six by forty-eight. Oh, is it okay? Mm-hmm. Thin Toro. Yeah, a nice thin Toro. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful cigar. So we're actually uh, we have an event at Tap and Ash in Vegas uh, on July 9th. and we're actually going to uh, debut Mister Fahrenheit and Rosewood nineteen twenty three at Tap and Ash. So if you're in Vegas for PCA, come to the event. It's a Sunday, so come to the event from six to ten. And if you want to try the cigars, they will be there for sale. Very cool. Does, is, do you get like I don't know? I'm when we do cigars, like I, I always have this weird like leading up to, leading up to the release. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. butterflies in my stomach. Like, 
are they going to like it? Like, I love it, but yeah. are they going to like right. it? Like, do you, you get those feelings? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, all, all the time. I do. You know, when I'm launching a product, I'm always nervous about it because just because I like it doesn't mean the masses like it. So, right. you know, and I like to think I have a good palate, but, you know, everybody has a different palate. So, you know, um, I'm always nervous about new releases and how the, how the boxes are going to look and all that because it, it's different looking at them on the picture and looking at them, at them in person, you know, right. so... But when I got the box from Angela and when I got the package and I saw the box in person, because I seen a picture of it, but when I saw it in person, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is nice. And it pops and, you know, it catches people's attention because it's a red box. So um, it, it'll really catch everybody's attention. And then the bands uh, pop right out of the box as well. So these uh, well, production wise, is it uh, going to be widely available? Is this pretty limited? What's the story? It's 10,000 cigars okay. uh, that I ordered is uh, 400 boxes and uh, 200 bundles, I think it is. So, right. uh, yeah, it's, it'll be released nationwide and uh, it's planning on being regular production. And your distribution still goes through? Illusione. Illusione. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're um, helping me bring it into the States because I, I don't have time to do all of that. And so Howard and the, and the good guys at Illusione. They're working with Angela to bring Mr. Frank, uh, Rosewood and Mr. Fahrenheit into the state. So it'll go right to uh, Reno, where the, where the warehouse is. So Very yeah. good. Very good. I, real quick, before we go to commercial, I want to talk just a little bit about Lollibella. Because mm. uh, uh, if you, like a, a lot of times, Eric, uh, people always ask me, like, I want the, I want the most full-bodied cigar that it, that you can think of. What's the most yeah. full-bodied cigar in the world? And there's like obviously there's some stuff from Roma Craft that, right. that come to mind. In the end of all, but that that Lollibella that blew me away. And here's the greatest thing about the Lollibella that I think maybe separates it from some of the other products is, yeah, it is it is a full-bodied monster. Yeah, but. You, when you're smoking it, it just tastes good. Like, yeah, you're getting all the notes out of it. it yeah. It's not just like I'm gonna smack you in the face. It's right. like here's this here's a bunch of really great flavors, just like concentrated yeah. into a, a cigar. Oh, yeah. Like talk about that cigar. That is a, an incredible. Yeah. That's the strongest, most full bodied cigar I've ever had out of out yeah. of that factory. Yeah, Aganorsa doesn't really do a lot of strong cigars, but that's how I wanted it. I wanted it to be strong. And for those that don't know, I did that cigar for Tim Hardaway. So Tim Hardaway is a good uh, family mm. friend of mine. And he approached me about me doing a cigar for him. So I put Lollibella together for him. But me and him didn't know how to do the deal, so we tabled it. When I got enough money, I brought it out, changed the name, and it's here. It comes you in. You were uh, like, screw you, Tim Hardaway. Yeah. This is mine. <laughs> yeah. I, so he, he still wants to do more me to do a cigar for him. I'll do a different blend for him. But uh, it comes in. A, it was blended as, as a 6 by 60 because that's the size that he wanted. But... Um, I knew if I scaled it down to a Toro that the Toro is going to be banging. Mm. So I came out with the 660 and the Toro at the same time. And sure enough, the Toro, honestly, is, is, is my favorite out of the two because I don't really smoke 6 by 60s It's good in that size, but it's even better in the Toro. Mm -hmm. Then it gets even better when you get to the uh, Lollibella Lancero. So oh, that God. was the first uh, limited edition that I did. I actually released that at Underground as well. Um, but the Lollibella Lancero, like people are literally beating down my door to get that cigar, but it's sold out. So it's coming back, but it's, it's, it, if people want it now, you can't get it. So I have some in my personal collection, but you won't get those. <laughs> One of the commenters is wanting, wondering if it had Medio Tiempo in it, or is it just a lot of Lajero? Mm, there is some Medio Tiempo in there. Uh, it's Condega in the filler. Okay. Yeah, so there, there, there's some in there. Yeah, that's one that I recommend everybody at least try once just to see because it's kind of an experience. Yeah. It's um 
Like tons of cigars come out all the time, but there's yeah. very few that come out and you say like, okay, this is like going to be a different experience for you. Yeah. And, and I also would say like, you know, some people get nervous when you say like, oh, this is a crazy full bodied cigar, but just give that one a shot because yeah. it, yeah, it's it, good. it lasts a long time. Mm -hmm. And if it's you, a slow burner. if you want, you can take just the, the ever so slight puffs of it mm -hmm. and spend two and a half hours with that thing if you yeah. really wanted to, yeah. because it's got so much yeah. going on in it. Um, so for those that don't know, Lali Bella are the stone churches that were built into the ground in Ethiopia. So I wanted to shine light on that area because a lot of people don't know those exist either. Um, there are, they found 11 other churches. There's supposed to be 12. The 12th one is supposed to be where the Ark of the Covenant it is, but Ooh. Indiana Jones got that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> he got it in the warehouse somewhere. <laughs> so. By the way, that when, that's, when that cigar came out... Um, mm -hmm. The the an initial band on it, um, terrible. You, you couldn't really tell that it was the the yeah. symbol of the churches. Yeah, it was terrible. And, and so now um, there, you can really tell that that cool symbol yeah. of the churches. This is the place, right? Is yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's it right that's there. It. It's amazing. They're they're amazing Crazy. buildings. Yeah. Look at that. Look how they've excavated that down. That mm -hmm. is absolutely awesome. Now at the very top of that, you can kind of sort of see the shape. Um, but at the very top of it, it's sort of like a cross. Yeah, it's shaped like a cross. It's shaped like a cross and has a really cool um, – th th it was this, almost like a symbol that they used to make those buildings. Yeah. And uh, that ended up being sort of like um, the you know, the symbol for that particular cigar. So get yeah. your hands on that, boy. Oh, it's, yeah. it's absolutely a banger. Top of it. Yeah, it looks like a, special. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Now you can kind of see the top of that right there. Mm -hmm. There's also – if you go online, like they've – gone in and scanned the whole place like there's mm -hmm. there's 3d renderings where you can just kind of like look around the entire excavation it's really cool oh yeah that's the kind of cool stuff that uh you couldn't do 20 years ago right you know right right, right. very cool yeah so we pre I, I i appreciate the fact that you've uh you know sort of uh found these things to uh you know, bring to light uh, mm -hmm. for for some of us morons like me. <laughs> yeah, you know, just I, mean, I just watching hockey on Thursday night. You know, I have no freaking clue, but I love it, man. It's great. Yeah. Uh, when we yeah. come back from commercial, Jordan, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, Eric getting ready for PCA, mm -hmm. and uh, we got some cool audience questions as well, Eric. Cool. That we're going to bounce off of you after the commercial break. But until then, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars. One of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best, pri best prices on your favorite brands, such as uh, Scott, Scott, Intentions are pure. <laughs> Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence. Stack up on your favorite cigars today. Yes, folks, this is episode 383 of Smoke Night Live. We are chatting with none other than Eric Bay, Black Star Line Cigars. He's in studio. He's right here. Sitting next to me, hanging out, having a good time. Hey, don't touch my leg anymore, bro. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm not grabbing Cliff's butt over there. Was, oh, was, that was last time. That was last time. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, uh, Premium Cigar Association Trade Show. 
Uh, I leave Wednesday. You leave Thursday. Yep. Um, head to Vegas. It's going to be probably, it's not going to be too bad. Like 110. Yeah. Not going to be too bad. It's 110. It's just 110. (laughs) Like Um, being in an oven, but it's okay. What, what's your preparation been for, uh, PCA this year? What do you guys got going? Uh, how big is your crew? What's the whole situation going to be like? Yeah. Six of us coming. Um, uh, Illusione is bringing all the Aganorsa stuff from, from the warehouse. So I don't have to worry about that. I'm transporting uh, Rosewood and, and Mr. Fahrenheit with me, mm. so that, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be good because I'm gonna keep them safe with me until I, I can get them out for samples and also uh, to uh, tap and ash uh, so they can sell them. You gotta, um, you gotta save some of those for me, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But like uh, with my booth, uh, all my furniture is already there, so I, I have a storage unit out there, so I, I just keep it there. So we just show up and we get the stuff and we go set up the booth and then we go drinking. So, <laughs> it's that, it's, that, yeah. it's yeah. that easy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just set up the booth and go drinking. Simple That's how you do PC it. Do you yeah. look forward to this? Is this something you look forward to? Is this something you dread? What? Well, what I, I like the trade shows because I, I get a chance to you know hang out with Boofy. That's my brother. So I don't get to see him often. So I get to see him there. Um, I don't like Vegas at all. Uh, if it weren't for the trade shows, I wouldn't go. It's, not, it's just not my type of city. Yeah. But, you know, for the trade, the trade shows are great. Um, I've, I've found out that I need to go to bed like at midnight so I can I can survive throughout, throughout the whole thing. Um, because we're pretty much the, the, we call the Black Star Line booth the Black Star Line Lounge. So like people that. come and hang out. Get that out. nice white couch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the love seat. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you got to sit on the love seat. Oh, yeah, man. Get there. I try to yeah. spend as much time there as possible. Yeah, we get two Eric's on the love seat. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we have, we have whiskey at the at the uh, booth. I'm probably going to bring some wine this time, too. And people come hang out and talk and, and sit and talk with us and have a good time. And I do interviews there. And we talk a whole lot of shit. And, now, and, let's say, Eric, let's say, yeah. Eric, I was a... Uh, I'm just some retailer, mm-hmm. and I'm out of, um, let's just say I'm out of uh, Idaho. I'm out of Boise, Idaho. Okay. And uh, I've never even heard of your brand, and mm-hmm. I will come kind of sauntering into the booth there. You know, what's what's sort of the pitch you give to say, hey, you know, this is who I'm about. This is what mm-hmm. we're about. What do you say? Hey, so I always, I, if you've never heard of Black Star Line, then I, I, I lean on the factories. So I lean on Aganorsa hard because everybody knows Aganorsa. So I'm like, hey, this is easy. So I, I just basically talk about the factories where I'm from. And then I also tell them my background of being a firefighter and all that. So people like my personality. And then when they find out the factories that I've blended out of, they're like, OK, this is not a you know fly by night company. You actually have great factories that you roll with. And, um, you know, they and then people rock with us that way. So. Yeah, I think that that's that, that's such a key. And I've talked to other smaller brands mm-hmm. about the same this exact same topic, Eric, in that. If you if you are doing at least some stuff, I mean, you've done everything you've done has been with great factories. Yeah. But, um, you know, some of the some of the smaller companies that are trying to get a foothold in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, there's got to be more than just your own personal story, which could, it might be an amazing story, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the smaller brand might have this amazing personal story, mm-hmm. but they also have to in turn sell the cigars to consumers and know that this consumer is going to like the product. Yeah. So it's, it's more than just, you know, Hey, I've got this, this cool personal story. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a product that your customers yeah. are going to like. Well, some of the problem is with some of the companies, I won't say names, but um, some of them say they have an NDA, not to say what factory they're from or, uh, 
uh, I forget the other one that they say, but whenever I hear that, I automatically think you're buying bundles and you're putting a, a band mm. on it. So, you know, so I make sure to make, let everybody know I'm from legit factories. I actually, every blend that I did came from my mind, you know, so that's, that's, that's a huge selling point. I tell everybody I did these blends. So, right. you know, it's not like, you know, it's some existing blend that was in the back closet of Agnorse. And I was like, hey, this tastes great. Let's let's put it on the market. I don't do that. Right. Another another factor that sort of factors into what you're just saying right now is is you you have a, a personal connection to these cigars that you know yourself yeah. that you like. It isn't just, hey, man. You know, I'm going to give you this really good deal. You're going to get a lot of cigars. Okay, great. But are these going to sell through? Like after right. the guy buys one of them and he smokes one of them, I want him to buy another mm-hmm. one. That's really mm-hmm. the key, right? Like oh, yeah. I, somebody told me once um, in back in the day, you know, it's easy to get yourself in a bunch of retail shops. That's if you have a good sales guy. The it's, repeat orders. It's, it's the repeat orders. That's it's, hey, matters. you know what? I like that cigar. Yeah. I like that cigar. But yeah. there's, but then there's also that personal connection to not only is the cigar good, but I like I just like this guy. Yeah, you know, like this yeah. guy's a cool guy. Yeah, you know. Well, part of the reason why we're so successful is that we we do Cliff and I and Brad and, and Mimi and uh, you know we all work really hard to push the product. So uh, we're we're on the road. We're in two cities a month, and we do three events in each city that we go to. You know, so we're pushing the product. You know, I don't want to be one and done and with a retail partner. So I go do an events with them so I can meet their customers and they can meet us and they can see, oh, these guys are great. They're nice. And, and then, you then, still bring Cliff with you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. He, he's around, you know, it's my bodyguard. <laughs> no, no, but actually that's, that's so Eric, yeah, um, yeah, Eric. So Eric, yeah, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to work with Eric. I was just his very good friend. He told Sean Williams, Sean was like, hey. When did you start working for Eric? I said, man, I don't work for Eric. He was like, man, that's my VP of sales. I was like, well, I guess I do work for Eric. <laughs> so then we've been brothers ever since. So. Yeah, no. that's, that's my ball bull there. Uh, so. Cliff's, Cliff's the man. From He's, Mike Tyson's punch yeah. out. <laughs> but that sort of gets back to the conversation we had at the very beginning of the show, Eric, and that, mm. um, you know, like fostering, fostering these um, uh uh, friendships, yeah. uh, fellowships uh, with different groups, Chi Town Crew or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's so much more to marketing these days, yeah. right? Than just putting out some sort of cool, slick, yeah. you know, catalog of some sort. You have yeah. to literally, and you do a really good job on social media, on Instagram, oh, on Facebook. You. you know, you're constantly working it. You do really nice, you know, little reels and stories. Yeah. Like, but in a, in a way, that's also a nice benefit to the times that we live in. I mean, you know, think of 30 years ago when a cigar company like you might have had a a much harder time, you know, reaching that final end consumer. But now you can reach them, you know, through these tools. Yeah, I try to do what I can do whenever I can do it, you know. So uh, (laughs) social media, social, but a lot of people don't realize, like, Social media is free, so I don't understand like why people go on social media and argue with people when you could actually use it for free to make money. You know, I just use it to make money and, and laugh at <laughs> laugh at different memes that are on there. That's all I do. You know, um, so you know, like I said, you you get the keyboard warriors arguing about stupid shit, and I'm like, all right, you do that while I'm I'm promoting some cigars to sell. You know, Skip Martin. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke. It was a joke. I love Skip. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was a shit show. Whatever it all. But I, I watched and laughed, and then I posted about Lollibella. By the so. way, just it should be noted that uh, 
Skip Martin is one of the nicest dudes. Oh, that's my brother. I love him. He's, will, he's early on, the, he's one of the ones that him and Mike gave me advice uh, yeah. early on when, when I was when I was coming into the industry. Last time Mike was in Chicago, he came by the house and smoked with me in the garage. So he's yeah. he's been the he's uh, been to the red floor in my garage. So red floor. Oh yeah, the red floor chronicles. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, we got some uh, we got some audience questions uh, for you that okay. I uh, cultivated before the show today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. This first one comes from our good buddy uh, Colin Dysend. I, I, Colin, I, I always ruin your last name, and I apologize right now that I ruined your last name. Uh, Dysend, Colin Dysend. Just call him Colin. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> Colin D. And he's by the way, this dude. He is a great dude. He lo- he freaking loves the dojo, and he's such a cool guy. He wants to know what is the very best. Black Starline cigar, all of them. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a cop yeah. answer. I mean, but uh, no, for real, all, all of them are great. It depends on what, how strong you like to smoke. Because I go anywhere from a medium full to a full body, so it just depends on what what mood you're in to smoke. Now, if you're asking my personal favorite one, yeah, I always go back to the El Milagro Corojo because that was one of my first children that came out of El, El Titan. So that's my personal one. You have uh, sort of an attachment to it. Because- yeah, it's my first kid. Because it's first yeah. now, like if you if you if you were to describe, say, Warwitch to Colin, because you have the Warwitch and then you have the, the Dark, Dark Warwitch, War mm-hmm. like I think those are two. Those would be the ones that me I would personally mm-hmm. recommend to people yeah. because I, only because I feel like they're they're very approachable to just about any consumer. Those mm-hmm. those two cigars. Mm-hmm. So simplify it out. What would you suggest for a new smoker? Mm. Um, out of my line, I would go with the El Milagro Sangro Habano. El Milagro. Yeah, so it it has some strength to it, but it won't knock you out, and it's very flavorful. You know, so it's got a lot of flavor, a lot of notes. Um, it pairs extremely well with Brook Lottie Classic Lottie, because uh, the Classic Lottie helps to bring out the fruit notes in the cigar. So, um, for a new smoker, I would I would say El Milagro Sangro Habano. You know, that mm-hmm. one sells like crazy. If it's like leisure smokers or um brand new smokers or smokers that they were smoking like infused cigars mm. uh, or even experienced smokers. I've given it to all those different categories and everybody loved it, you know, so that, that cigar is fan. And that one originally came out of El Titan as well. So those are my first two, two children. Do you still do, uh, do you still work with Sandy? Not right now. Not right now. I am going to go back and do something, but I just got to wrap my she's, mind. She's my, really busy these days. Yeah. Yeah. With Partagas and, yeah. and, and uh, Sean and, you know, wow. so. Uh, Drew Estate. But the, yeah, but that is, Sandy is my cigar mom. So anybody that asks uh, ask her about me, she just lights up like, that's my <laughs> baby. I love him. Like, yeah, I, I love Sandy. She she is maybe one, maybe the nicest person mm-hmm. that I've ever met mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the industry. Yeah, she's and a sweetheart. When we go down there, uh, anytime I'm in Miami, we go down there. Mm-hmm. She brings me into the back room, mm-hmm. sits me around that little round blending table. Yeah. We get some pastries. Yeah. And it's like For four. The Cuban coffee next door. It's just four hours straight of yeah. just the most amazing conversations mm-hmm. that you. Yeah, did. I've sat in that factory for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. amazing. Right. Also, I sat and smoked with Willie in there too. So uh, me and oh, him yeah. became good friends. And that was ended up smoking with him. That was Willie's little blending table. That, uh-huh. uh, well, back in the day. All right. Uh, this next question comes from Michael Zakovec, mm-hmm. who I mentioned earlier does our uh, cigar dojo member of the week. Mm-hmm. He asks, as a Chicago firefighter, you face challenges and dangerous calls, mm-hmm. as we know, because. His leg. He, yeah. He ruined his leg doing that. Uh, yeah. 
What's been the greatest challenge and victory you have had since starting Black Star Line? Mm, the greatest challenge. Uh, I guess the greatest challenge is, is getting people to recognize that we have great tobacco, that we, that we have great blends. Um, you know, because a lot of lounges don't want to try new blends. I mean, not not new blends, but new companies. They want to just stick with the uh, you know the older companies. Yeah, they they don't want to have to uh, explain to new customers like, hey, this is what that is. They want to just have people just come in, buy, and, and either sit and smoke or leave. So I, I would think that's one of the the greatest challenges because we have to keep on you know explaining about the blends. And also, like I mentioned, the other companies that do like the NDAs and all that stuff. And, and a lot of people know that if you're saying that you're 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 uh, buying bundles, existing blends and putting a band on it. So I have to have to keep explaining to separate myself from that type of uh, activity. You know, so that's been a, a huge challenge. So me. in a way, what you're saying is the, 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 the challenge is fighting against some of the other stuff that's already going on in the industry. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. Mm hmm. So uh, the greatest successes is, you know, the the love that I've received in, in the industry because we we've only been around four years. So we're babies in the, in the industry. And uh, it's just the reception that we've had is just is is great. You know, I, I, I can't smoke this stuff myself. And I'm just really happy that people are, are giving us a shot. And then when they give us a shot, they're repeat buyers, you mm -hmm. know. So I haven't had really anybody say like, oh, well, Black Star Line cigars are trash or anything like that. I haven't heard that. That is that is definitely uh, one of the coolest things in the industry. And obviously we, we notice this, you know, in great, uh, you know, a, a deal on the, on the dojo itself is the cigar industry just as a whole seems to be really supportive mm -hmm. kind of, of, of everybody. It doesn't matter yeah. like your background. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know, this, it doesn't matter if you maybe you're, yeah, you're not a, uh, you know, seventh generational Dominican, <laughs> you no. know, uh, you know, son of like, you know, your grand, your great grandfather, you know, it doesn't really matter as long as you're putting in the work mm -hmm. and you're really, you're, you're really putting in a lot of effort and making this your own. Yeah. Like people just bring you in. Like they, yeah. they, this industry is maybe like no other that yeah. I'm aware of. Another challenge is uh, some people ask, well, you're from Aganorsa. Why, why are your cigars uh, higher than Aganorsa cigars? And I'm like, well, Eduardo's not my dad. So <laughs> I, I have nothing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not related to Eduardo. I don't own a part of the factory. I'm a customer to them. Now, when you so. say higher, you meant price. Yeah, price-wise. Yeah, price. Why, why is my price uh, of my cigars higher than Lunatics or, you know, JFRs, you know? So then that's my answer. I'm like, I'm a customer to Aganorsa. I, I, I don't own Aganorsa. And now if I did, yeah, I can get the same price point that they have, but I don't. Well, know? and they, they've got tons and tons and tons of tobacco. You can choose right. whatever you want. So you can you could kind of you know, make the price what you want with right. that, right? Like mm -hmm. You're working with good tobacco. Oh, I yeah. think I think definitely one of the challenges just in, in the last couple of years that maybe the average consumer doesn't realize, uh, price, speaking of prices yeah. strictly, I'm speaking mm -hmm. of pricing, mm -hmm. is the all of the regulatory stuff that's happened. It's, it is just, it has just, even even the last, you know, Afterburner uh, Fratello that we just released last mm -hmm. week, you know, maybe six years ago, that was a $7 cigar. Yeah. There's no possible way in the world that we could do that at that price these yeah. days because everything has changed. The yeah. price of tobacco has changed. 
you know, um, the, the fees, the regulatory fees yeah. have changed. Everything has changed. Yeah. And so it, we're all, I think, Eric, adjusting a little bit yeah. to these yeah. modern day prices. It's, it's like Dutch Show said, we're living in inflationary times. Yeah. So, yeah so. You guys have all bought <laughs> eggs lately, right? <laughs> Come on. Right. All right. Uh, next question comes from our good buddy, uh, Teddy Mavrakis. Teddy. I hope I got that name right. Uh, Teddy, he's a, he's a solid dojo cat. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you guys end up working together, uh, for recreating some bands? Oh, so he's talking about us for cigars. Are you going to have a collaboration between the dojo and black star line? Can Eric make more Lollibella Lanceros? All right. So Eric's already answered the Lancero yeah, question. Are, are coming back. Dojo. It's, it's coming on. It's coming uh, back. But yeah, like a uh, a dojo uh, collaboration. Would you be open for something like that? If you are, I've, I've been <laughs> I've been talking about it for a while. I, I even had my Shy Town Dojo guys mm-hmm. uh, take the skulls out of my logo and put the the dojo is it their samurais? Yeah, I had them put the dojo samurai heads where the skulls are. So I have a Black Star Line dojo logo. We need to think uh, of black belt, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the dojo black belt. Mm-hmm. Or is that too on the nose? <laughs> yeah, it might, it might be. Cliff, is that too on the nose? Or we should, uh, maybe that's just... No, I would love to. I, you know, I've been waiting for you all to, to fourth, want to do it with me. He's a fourth, he's a fourth black belt level. So. Listen, this talk, this conversation has been going on since the first time we came here. <laughs> yeah, we got to do a blend with you guys because one, yes. two things. You guys are great. And y'all, you guys have great palettes as well. And you guys move a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. You, you guys move a lot of cigars, so yes, I think it should be a great deal. I like that. Cliff's always thinking of the bottom line, Eric. <laughs> He's thinking of the bottom line. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> so there, so you there. don't have a sound effect they didn't put that deed, yeah, Jordan. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm late to the game there. Sorry about that, boys. Um, it was something else Teddy asked. Yeah. Oh, about the... He, no, he asked... Um, oh, no, I answered everything? Oh, oh, about the bands, working together on the bands. That was oh, his first question. T. Riley uh, told me that. I, I didn't even know you all did uh, design bands. So I was I was looking to, because I, I didn't really like the uh, original Warwick band, and I hated the, the Lolly Bella band. So I was looking for a graphic designer to recreate those bands, and then I talked to Terrence about it, and he was like, hey, I asked Eric and Jordan about it, and that's where it came from. You know, the, the here's the thing about this story, and I'll add to what Eric's saying mm-hmm. is, this is something that I I don't even really like to do anymore, yeah. but um, because that that's my background is graphic design and same mm-hmm. with Jordan. And so then we've got into the dojo. We've gotten so busy. We've turned down so many of these types of projects. But with with you, I, there was just some sort of cool connection that me and you had. And that when we, we hung out together, I think it was at our party a couple of years ago. Yeah. We just had such a good time. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, I, I want to be a part of what they're yeah. doing. Like, yeah, you're that, helping me on, on my journey. It, well, it, it, it's, it, it, I, I'm not trying to take any credit for this. What I'm saying is the fact that you, you're just an approachable guy and mm-hmm. you, you inspired you know, me when you said, hey, like we were thinking about redoing the Warwich bands. Like mm-hmm. almost instantly, almost instantly, Eric, the, that logo that, that I came up with yeah. came into my mind. It was like, yeah. I know what that cigar should look like. I yeah. just know what it should look like. And I want to be a part of what you're doing. Oh, and that just is a credit to, to you oh, and, you, and, and you being a, an approachable guy that people like hanging out with, man. Man, since you said that, man, you put your hand back on my leg <laughs> for the rest of the show. Just keep, just keep it on my leg the rest of the show. It's cool. <laughs> 
fine. I'm going to put my hand here so everybody can see yeah. <laughs> what I'm actually... From this angle, we can see what's going on down there. <laughs> what I'm actually touching. So, uh, and Eric is officially holding his hands up for the rest of the show. Eric put his hand on my leg and says, slutty. So next year, Eric, is, yep. is five years. Five years, yeah. Do you have ideas in your mind floating around as to how you're going to celebrate that occasion it's yeah. tough to make it five years in the cigar industry yeah i'm finding it out you know yeah. um yeah i do have ideas um i won't say exactly what it is but there's another factory that's uh that i'm going to be working with <laughs> so i'm probably going to do the five-year anniversary out of that factory Dang. so uh it's this it's, it's one that everybody will like that is one i haven't worked with before so it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I, we'll talk about it when we get off. I do like the strategy um, of of expanding out of. I mean, it's much. I'm no everybody that's watching the show knows how what a Agonorsa fanboy I am. Mm-hmm. I I am a one hundred percent Agonorsa fanboy. In fact, my the favorite. I think the favorite cigar that we ever did was Reviver. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as just me personally smoking it, okay. I mean it. it it, it's just the flavor profile that mm-hmm. I like. So I want to preface, preface what mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. by saying I love Agonorsa, but I like what you're doing expanding into other factories because you can, at some point, sometimes fact, uh, companies can get sort of pigeonholed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like, oh, they're, they're just like a, the third brand <laughs> in the Agonorsa ladder or mm-hmm. something like that. And so mm-hmm. I like the fact that you mm-hmm. aren't doing that and, yeah. you're, and you're expanding out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like, I, I'll, I'll always do something with Agonorsa. I'm the first black blender to come through uh, Agonorsa, as far as I know. Um, unless Terrence says something different, I don't think he will. He's really white, so. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> pasty. He's <laughs> pasty as they come. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll, I'll still be doing, doing stuff with Agonorsa because it's, you know, they, they're the outside of El Titan, they bronze, they, Agonorsa really put us on the map. So yeah, I'll, I'll always do something with them. And I, Terrence told me uh, the last story I put through uh, Agonorsa, he said, hey, Water approached him and said, hey, those, uh, the Black Star Line guys, they're really growing because the orders are getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, so I've, I've caught Eduardo's attention off of what we're doing. So mm-hmm. That's good. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd never, you know, I, I didn't even know I was on Eduardo's radar. So. You know, we know what's interesting um, is in my travels is you can go to a, uh, a cigar shop and they, for whatever reason, they can't sell a certain brand. And then three miles down the road, <clears throat> that brand's hotter than, yeah. than it can be. Have you found in your you know, the first four years of your company where there's certain areas, maybe regions yeah. where your stuff does does better. Yeah. And can you put a finger on why that is? You know, I don't know why that is. Well, I, I think it's what we already talked about. You get certain lounges that don't want to push new brands or really talk about the brands. They want they want to just people to get the legacy brands because people already know the name. I think that's part of it. Um, but I mean, that happens to every company. Um like for a uh, perfect example, Black Label Trading Company, Black Label Trading Company, um, they were carried by Benny's. Benny's dropped them. Mm. Um, they're great cigars. They just weren't selling there. That's so, so bizarre. It's, and it's isn't weird, it? yeah, because they're good. And uh, the buyer Jack, he loves Black Label Trading Company, and he told me he was like he was heartbroken to have to drop them, but it's all about that bottom line for Benny's. So he's like, I can't just have the cigars just sitting there. So it happens to everybody. I don't care how big or small you are; it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, interesting, Scotty. Um, as a mobile cigar lounge, 
you run into this all the time. And I, I, I would assume with you, Scott, it sort of has to do with the types of events that you do where you are as to what's popular, but you sell like a ton of certain brands and yeah, it just seems yeah. to always be that way. That's, that's the hardest part I have is unless there's a ton of traction on a brand, it's the amount of work and effort I have to put into right. introducing a new brand right. to the people. It, it's almost too difficult for what I'm trying to accomplish with a mobile lounge. I'm just at that point, I'm doing the event. I'm trying to move cigars. I don't have that free time. Like say some of the lounges have where you can just, you know, chop it up with somebody for mm -hmm. five, 10 minutes, tell them about the brand. I'm trying to move people through. Cause in a lot of events, I've got a, you know, a nice, hopefully a long line of people waiting to get cigars at the event. And you, you want them to try to move them through. So it's difficult if you don't have that known name where, yeah, same way. Move a lot of those older heritage, mm. you know, brands and lines that whether I'm smoking them or not, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, it's it, for me, it's kind of what moves. So I can see where Benny's come from with that. And Eric definitely needs more bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. By the way, speaking of bourbon, you, yeah. you're a bourbon. You're a bourbon guy. Like, I've become one. I'm yeah. I'm historically a Scotch guy though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I th did we did we turn you into a bourbon guy when actually Cliff did? <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Cliff! And, and, and I said and I turned Cliff, Cliff is behind I turned everything. Cliff, uh, into yeah. a Scotch guy. Oh yeah. Well, the problem is that I'm a bourbon whore, so <laughs> you know, but they have to start at least ninety three proof or better. And other than that, yeah, let's go. What uh, what's a couple of uh, of bourbons that you really get into? Oh, rare breed. Yeah, yeah uh, wild turkey, uh, yeah. rare breed. Uh, that's bourbon a great and one. The rye, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I love that's that's probably my favorite bourbon and rye. And then I don't even really like rye, but the rare breed rye is delicious to me. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the spices in it and everything, and it, the proof is 116 proof, so is is right in my alley. You know? Yeah, I, you know what that's I like about house. you know what I like about Eric Jordan is he the first thing he does is he looks at the proof. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that that's the mark of a, a pretty savvy. You gotta, you gotta be in that 110, 125 oh, yeah. range, you know. Yeah. I've gotten to the point I could taste, I'll taste it, and I'll be like, hmm, that's like a ninety-four proof. And then I look at the bottle, I was like, oh yeah, I'm on point. <laughs> so, yeah, so Cliff and I are both retired, so that's all we do is sit up and drink whiskey and, and smoke cigars. So there's yeah. no better pairing with mm. any cigar, yeah, than just than just straight up bourbon, no ice. Yeah, no yeah, I water. do everything neat. I want it yeah. right how how it is in the bottle. That's how I want it. Um, but I have some of my scars are paired with uh, scotch and some of them are paired with bourbon. Mm. Yeah. So, and one of them's paired with gin. Uh, and I don't even like gin, but Room 101 gin. Yeah. Boofy's gin. We've bought a couple of bottles Boofy, of that. Yeah. It's delicious with the dark Woolwich. What scotches could you recommend? Mm. Uh, so, I like Laphroaig, uh, Kalila, uh, Arbeg, uh, Lagavulin. A lot of the PD smoky stuff. No, oh, that's wow. like some of my favorite stuff. That Ron right. Swanson stuff. Huh? Right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, and Eleven is probably my favorite uh, 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 expression that they have. It's Nick Offerman's uh, version mm -hmm. of uh, Lagavulin. Um, but I, I drink all all the scotches. Um, Avalor, uh, McAllen, every once He's in a while. Definitely a Brooklady fan. Yeah, Brooklady is mm. my favorite distillery for scotch. So. So, Eric, as we wind down here um, on the show, uh, besides what you do uh, with cigars, you know, what are some of the some of the personal stuff 
that you do, you know, to spend the time, enjoy? Are you, hmm. what are you into? You fish? You, you into sports? What? Like, I like to harass the hell out of my wife. So <laughs> I troll her as sport. much as I can. <laughs> yeah, I troll her as much as I can. Now, I watch a lot of TV, TV shows, uh, Mayans. Um, it's a TV show called uh, From uh, that hmm. was made by the people that made Lost. Oh, so I, it's, lo- it's, you know. Go ahead. Time out. (laughs) Lost is one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, then you'll love from then. Did you know that I wrote a theory Mm. about Lost? Really? And it got actually published by a publisher as a as a as a fan theory about Ah. what the show actually means. Okay. Okay. There's still like so many people that like come across it to this day and they're like, Yeah, thank you so much. The show finally makes sense. I, I had a lady tell me she wanted to marry me after she read it. She said, okay. Could I marry you? Oh, said, I'm sorry, I'm already married, but you know. So from you have to. Lost from I've I have i have never I've never Yeah, heard of from that. um I forget what network it comes on. It's it's only two seasons in, so the second season just ended, so mm. you can catch up on it fast. That's like uh did you watch Leftovers? No. That's made by the people from Lost too. Jeez. It came on HBO. Yeah, that's a great shit. It's weird as shit. This is, well, well, loss is weird. <laughs> yeah, but well, of course. everything yeah. they make is weird, but it's good. I got I got to text you the link so that you can. Yeah, I'll check it out. So yeah. You can read my fan theory. They need to go watch the entire show again. Yeah, so. I've, I've watched <laughs> I've watched that show hmm. from start to finish six times. Yeah, yeah. six okay. six. I love. Yeah, because sometimes uh, even like now people ask you a question about your theory and you're like, I don't know what I was talking about. It was, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> what that show started in like 2006? It's been yeah, a while. It's, yeah, it's, it's really been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. What about sports? You a sports guy? No, not current sports. I'm a, a era fan. So oh, okay. uh, when all my favorite players retired, and I'm talking about Walter Payton, Barry mm. Sanders, Kobe. I mean, dude, it doesn't matter. Dude, w- watching Barry Sanders highlights. Oh amazing right he's a he, he was a beast. he retired so early yeah yeah he's way I, I think he was on track to beat uh walter Payton's uh russian record too so there's you know. there's not many guys like that now that are mm-hmm. where you just watch him and you're just like you're just yeah. mag you're just like a magnet to the screen you can't yeah. keep your eyes off that guy yeah. like I, I almost can't think of very many modern day athletes yeah like barry yeah like, he, he was He's just amazing, amazing running back. Um, yeah, I mean, when all my favorite players retired, bro, I was I was kind of done. And then, yeah, um, you know, the new guys they they dress weird, and, <laughs> and do weird shit, and, you know, on IG lives with guns, and it's just dumb. <laughs> I'm like, you're you're I'm like you're an idiot. You're a rich idiot. You're a rich idiot. So, was that uh, Jay Morant? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever his name is. Uh, that's the only reason why I, I'm familiar with him because he does he did some dumb shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a good way to get on my radar to do dumb shit. No, what about like just like uh, spending some some alone time? Do you uh, you have something that you do to, to unwind uh, besides? Yeah, the weed drops. <laughs> 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 no, I hang out. I hang out with my daughter a lot. Uh, oh. She's nine. Right. Uh, my son is twenty four. He'll be twenty five in November. So, wow, really? Yeah, so me, and him, he lives in D.C. Though, so you uh, don't look old enough. Oh, thank you. You know, black, have... black doesn't crack. <laughs> I love this guy. Um, all right. So uh, PCA this week. I can't wait mm-hmm. to come hang out with you. It's going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. You got the 50 year anniversary coming up next year. Mm-hmm. So much going on for Black Star Line. Uh, I know uh, you're, you, you know, the cigars are super popular on the dojo. Yeah. Uh, we can't thank you enough for you know uh, taking the time, brother, on a uh, uh, Friday night to come. Me, this is awesome. Every time come I come, it's awesome. Visiting uh, Cigar Dojo Studios, uh, Cliff. Appreciate you, brother. 
Appreciate you hanging out with us. It's always love when we come here with you, Eric. Yeah. We're going to be hanging out all night tonight, right? I'm with it. At least till 1030 when I go to sleep. Go uh, earn your uh, badge, yeah. Black Starline badge on Dojoverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Check into some uh, Black Starline cigars tonight on Dojo. Hey, guys, uh, Wednesday, Flavor Odyssey returns at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a wild card episode. So uh, Robbie will tell everybody on Monday via a Facebook Live what the pairing will be, and uh, that'll be a ton of fun. Uh, the next week, Jordan, a week from tonight, we will be in Vegas. And now here's the thing, guys. Um, the show next week on Friday is going to be late, late. It's probably not going to start till. 11 p.m. Eastern or so because mm. we're going to be in Vegas yeah. and Robbie and Randy don't even fly into Vegas till like 730 or something like that. Okay. So the show is going to be super late. Um, if you can tune in, great. If you can't, you know, watch it the next day. It should be a ton of fun. We're going to be talking about what we expect to see from the show, all of that kind of stuff. And it's just some general, you know, goofy Vegas kind of stuff that we have encountered uh, Jordan, talk real quick about uh, the coverage that we're going to be doing at PCA this year. It's going to be a little different. We're switching it up. Is there going to be yeah. another Herklots uh, video? Yeah, there's, got, there's bound to be a Herklots <laughs> video. There's you bound know. to be something. Uh, it's not going to be live this time. Uh, we'll still do some like in-depth interviews with some of the guys, but it's going to be a lot more social geared, uh, a lot of Instagram reels, um, just kind of showing you know the highlights of every booth, that kind of thing. Yeah, we decided, you know, Eric, there's there's like 30 media companies. They all do the exact same yeah. interviews. So we're going to try to mix it up this year, have some fun, do something different, a uh, little, little take the pressure off, maybe uh, give the lighter side of the PCA yeah. a little bit. We're going to try to do that. So obviously we'll be at your booth. Um, folks, it's Friday night. This is uh, episode 300 and what, Jordan? 83 of Smoke Night Live. We got just done chatting with Eric Bay of Black Star Lines. Uh, great, um, amazing interview. One of the coolest guys in the industry, plus not only that, but some of the best cigars you're ever going to smoke. You guys got to get this yeah, rosewood. It's absolutely delicious out of uh, James Brown's factory. So make sure to uh, get this when you can as soon as it becomes available. I will personally vouch for this thing. Absolutely phenomenal cigar. Uh, also, check out Mr. Fahrenheit. I have not tried that one yet, but I can't wait to try that one. That's oh, yeah. going to be super You'll good. Be pleased. Yes. Yeah, so until next week, everybody, remember... Never smoke alone. We'll see you guys next week. Listen, kid, I've been in the industry for 33 years, and I've been smoking cigars for 50 years. I've had just about every brand ever made. What the heck am I smoking now here? This is the H. Upman 1844 Classic. Initially, I'm detecting tasting notes of coffee, black pepper, wood, and, and, and little hints of sweet cream. I'm getting some hot tamale, uh, uh, big ziti. Pork chops on the grill. Mashed potatoes with butter, flounder. Are we smoking the same cigar he is? Fossilized earth, miniature pizzas that you put in the microwave. Are you are you talking about bagel bites? Bagel bites, I'm getting some bagel bites out of this. Lasagna, cocoa puffs, portobello mushrooms, guava, banana pudding, salami, foot powder, an everything bagel. <laughs>